Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Couch Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how persistence is key. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Priced.com. Priced is a powerful online web application that simplifies the acquisition process for real estate direct mail marketing campaigns. Priced provides research tools and enables you to identify locations to mail, price your data, analyze over 1 million comps, pull owner records, and scrub your data to produce a ready to mail campaign list. Head on over to Priced.com forward slash Casual Fridays REI to start your seven-day free trial and get discounted prices today. That's P-R-Y-C-D dot com forward slash casual Fridays R-E-I. Happy Friday, sir. Happy Friday. It is a casual Friday here in our little world of delight. Well, it is always a casual Friday in our world. Yes, yes. I'm getting pretty good at wearing Vans and T-shirts and, and blue jeans. This has been a year of like, oh, not year, because it's only like, or five weeks into the year, but the last several months, I've made a effort to like actually put some clothes on. You, I I heard about your sport jacket the other day. I was <laughs> I was uh not I was a little little perplexed by that. Why are you? I mean, we don't need to get super into it, but why perplexed? I just I mean, I guess look good, feel good. I, I guess it just is so far out of my rain, realm and range of willingness to spend. Yeah. So and I think it was yours too. It just kind of got surprised after. Well, I've always liked you know. Ex- things like Agreed. that and so that's kind of like my thing i don't have any problem spending money on things like that however i was not expecting <laughs> this jacket to be as, as expensive as it was until it got to the counter it was too late at yeah. that point it was custom fitted at that point yeah oh whatever rich people things i mean i guess uh, i need to need to get in that rich people life yeah well, well, well you know it was make my mortgage payment or buy a jacket and the, <laughs> and, and, and the jacket won that time <laughs> they'll give me 60 days before they default on me oh man yeah it's uh Man, I said I've said I've said this a couple times this year, but this like this just one Friday show. It just it, it's throwing me because I got I feel like I got so much to share with the world, and then we got to fit it into a time that they can get to work and hear us. Oh, they don't. We don't have to. Joe Rogan shows are three hours long. Okay, I am not doing a three hour show <laughs> unless not. there are drinks involved. His show definitely always has drinks. I'm not doing a three hour show either, but um, yeah, no one said it has to be. 10, 15 minutes. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair yeah, enough. It's, you want to share, share. Yeah. Tell us everything you got. <laughs> we're kicking off our national tour for BMX this weekend, so we're excited about that. We're driving back up to the cold tundra of Tulsa, Oklahoma to kick off the first national of the year for us. Is there um arena indoors? This is a different arena than we went in February or in Thanksgiving, but it's indoors, yes. It's next door. They've kind of got like a, a arena expo center area. So think of Will Rogers. Instead of being in the big one, we're going to be in the smaller one. Because mm-hmm. keep saying this weekend's going to be like the coldest temperatures we've seen in years. Yeah, they're low as a two, <laughs> two degrees. Jessica went and bought Jordan a new jacket because she we don't have like heavy winter gear for the kids. Well, you're, at least you'll be inside. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're hoping for. That's what I love most about what we're doing is uh, not having to go anywhere. Yeah, you know, like my, you know, both my parents still work, and they have jobs where it doesn't matter if there's four inches of ice and whatnot. You, they got to be there. Yeah, they have to be there. And I'm like, well, I ain't yeah. doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I get to that. So I, I just, I got to get to the post office and 
We've had a lot of closings as of late. I mean, I think everybody throughout our industry can say that they're probably having some of the best sales they've ever had ever right now. It's just things are hot. Things are moving as soon as they get on the market. So, you know, when they're wiring, I have them send me the closing packets and I'm having to send the stuff back out. So I got to get to the UPS store and, uh, you know, be able to get it signed and get it notarized. But other than that, I guess I could wait, right? Didn't have to go on an icy day. Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, you could give it a day or so. Yeah. You'd be all right. Well, I'm happy because we're back in my studio. Yes. We were out because they were putting tile down in the house. Yep. And that was the biggest. I'll never do that again. Really? While you live here? While I live here. Yeah, yeah. I. No one warned me how dusty it would be. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got to pull the old tile up. I thought, well, no, you know when they pull old tile up, it's going to be dusty. Like common sense tells you that. Uh No. (laughs) Unbelievable amount of dust. Like, more dust than I've ever seen anywhere in my life. I stand in the desert or the dust bowl and not see this much dust. I have to have my AC vents clean now. Uh-huh. I mean, God, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They're done now, but. Yeah, it looks good. It does look good, yeah. I'm think, happy with it. Yeah, just in time to put it on the market. Get it sold. <laughs> in the height. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I like it now. Yeah, I think that's what's going to end up happening. You're going to like it. It'll it'll buy you another year or two. Yeah. I've always liked the house. Yeah. So whatever. Cool. Um, man, land business wise, like I said, it's been really busy and t- ton of couple things this last couple weeks that haven't done much of. And I, I know some of our listeners may run into the situation, but going from land contract to mortgage with people, like they're wanting to make it a primary residence and having to turn that note into a mortgage of some sort. So we can pull some of that liability off of the company itself. So it went through one in Florida and went through one in Tennessee getting that signed and getting it done actually wasn't horribly priced. It was Florida one. I think ended up costing me 160 bucks and cost the person doing it 700. So not something horrible, but something to throw in your bag of tricks. You just say, Hey, here's my terms. Here's what they owe left. I need to convert it to a mortgage and they, they do all the paperwork for you. So it's not something you should be really intimidated of at a title company at a title company. Yeah. yeah. So they get title policy. There's warranty deed filed in their name with a lien against it or deed of trust, depending on what kind of state you're in. But you know, for for that and you putting it on them the onus is on them i offered to pay for the recording because i was going to pay for it at the end of the land contract anyways so that that's why i was out of pocket 160 bucks i could have not done that but i mean i was going to do it anyway so it's part of the the deal originally mm-hmm. yeah i actually had a moment a moment the other day uh one of my clients on the traditional real estate side mm-hmm. was buying a home owner financed or oh, was going to make an owner offer the the seller was offering owner finance okay. And I was thinking, I go, man, I don't know how to close the owner finance deal. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've done this once or twice. What am I thinking? <laughs> oh, man. I love it when the, they like you kind of get that second of panic and you realize, wait, wait, I've done this so many other times. It's just the asset class is different. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I've, I've had this random in the land business, this random... I don't know if it's the time of year or what, but just like default after default lately. Uh-oh. I'm like watching half my notes go away. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Is there going to be some wholesale opportunities for some people out there? Well, so essentially that's what I would normally do, right? Because uh-huh. they're, they're tainted. Yeah. But they're cutting them in half, like no exaggeration. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, I need this money. To, I need to resell these on terms to... Get everything going again? Yeah. Yeah? Well, you know what to do. It's not like it's your first rodeo. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. It's just like, it. you know, it sucks when... Uh, maybe it's new, new beginning of the year. Maybe people are still in COVID. Heck, I don't really know. Yeah, I've got one note that the guy's 30 days behind, but they're in South Africa and they haven't been able to work. 
And so they're trying to push it to the the max just to keep their money in their pocket. And then I've got one lady, she's, she's always 15 days or 20 days late, but she just, I just email her and she, she pays, she calls freaking out on Friday when she gets her paycheck. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I forgot to pay you. Mm. So, so those are only two out of mine that I have kind of slowing down, but everybody else seems to be back to working and moving again. Yeah. I did see on, uh, I found out one of my guys defaulted on his land cause he upped and moved to Arizona. Oh wow! He, he clearly bought a piece of land from someone like us uh-huh. in Arizona. He's building a, it's a yurt. Okay. Um, to live in the yurt is the size like if he's he's. Have I show you the photo? Yeah, I think he showed me the the platform it was on. Yeah, so he can sit Indian style in the middle of the yurt. Okay. Extend his arms out straight each side, mm-hmm. and that's how wide. That's how big the yurt so is. It's basically six foot diameter. Yep. Yep. Wow. Living in that. Well, he was living in his car. No, no, he's living in a hole in the ground on, on my property. <laughs> he built an earthen bunker. It's different. Oh, looks like a hole in the ground to me. <laughs> I think he realized that water comes in and it just sits at the bottom. You mean the the uh, trees that he cut down from the National Forest and the hay that he covered <laughs> those trees with wasn't enough to keep the... The water out? Yeah. The snow melting? Nah, I don't think it did. I'm going to give this dude credit, though. 20 by 20 foot hole in the ground was a roof made out of some sticks and hay. Yeah. He's got a fairly attractive girl Helping in that her. hole with him. <laughs> living in the hole. She didn't live there. She just came I to mean, visit, didn't she? Uh, so, I guess so. Okay. The, the fact is, I don't know a single girl I can convince to come spend a weekend in a hole in the ground with me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I was about to say, hey, man, how many girls have spending a night in this nice, big, comfortable house? But... <laughs> In, in all fairness, and I, and I mean, if you're a woman that would go live in a hole and you listen to us, I apologize for this, but how many girls that are willing to go live in a hole that's 20 by 20 that you want <laughs> spending the weekend with you? Yeah, I, I guess that's, that's true, too. But I mean, I know I know your type, Mr. Southie, <laughs> and it ain't a girl that's going to live in a hole. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right about that. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, I, I know I'm right. <laughs> I know I'm right. Uh you're preaching to somebody that's known you way too long yeah. and has seen all your girlfriends. I mean, she might be cute. She might. She was cute. I saw the picture of her. She was cute, <laughs> but she was not your type. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're, not not wrong. wrong. Yeah. you're not wrong. I mean, you know what probably got that girl in there with him? What's that? Was he was persistent. Okay. That was the key to him getting a girl to go into that hole. Persistence <laughs> is the key no matter what you're doing. We, so today's we were, topic, as we, we slide right into we this, We were just going to talk about business, but now we're talking about everything. Persi- you got to shoot your shot and keep shooting your shot. <laughs> yeah. So when you, and I'm, I'm going to speak on this a little bit because I do know a little bit more of the story with this this girl and this guy. Oh, we'll come back to that. Yeah, because it's <laughs> persistency, right? Uh-huh. So when you line up your goals with somebody that might share a shared interest that would overlay, because this girl, she's like a nature blogger, spiritual type. And live off the land, but she has probably, I, I'm, I'm not going to assume she lives with mom and dad or she has some decent job or she's a blogger she makes decent money at where she can go do these little jaunts like, hey, I'm going to go live at the survival camp here. I'm going to do that because I have a sister-in-law that does stuff like that. Like go work away in New Zealand or go do this. She has, she will work her ass off for three months, four months, and then take three or four months kind of living, living the life of whatever that is. So, you know... This guy shot a shot with a girl that's into that stuff, but that's not her only option. Like she's she's doing it because it's the fun thrill, the experience of a week building a house off the land and living out there in this hole in the ground. Yeah, I didn't get the just that she had a good job. I felt like she was a dirty hippie, but but the, <laughs> but but the rest of it you are right about. Yeah, I think she did. I think there's I think there's more to the story. 
yeah. the, the little blog wonderness, wonderlust kind of lifestyle. And it, it's kind of like those really rich guys that their vacation is train hopping where they get on a train and all they have is one credit card to get them back. They have no other cash, no money on them and no ID. And they get on trains and just wherever it goes. And it's the idea of losing all like sense of their responsibility, direction, control. It's up to somebody else and they just got to figure out how to survive. Um, yeah, the only people who would hop on a train are like people who have no idea. Well, yeah, but that's like a, that was a thing for a while. Like yeah. these really wealthy guys that would like. I mean, I've heard I, the story. I want to go on adventure. It's just, I've heard the story, but they hop on a train in Fort Worth. Eighteen hours later, they're in Denison. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so like, how far are they going to get? Really? Well, that's the thing is, you don't know what happens if you catch a Z train, and next thing you know, you're in L.A. in twenty four hours. Yeah, uh, you call the chopper, and the chopper comes fly you back. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the whole. Um, um, undercover billionaire show that's been okay. going on, you know, because these guys, these British guys are people, mm-hmm. just two girls and a guy are dropped into towns that they don't know anything about and it's like, how do they survive? Mm-hmm. Grant, Car- Grant Cardone's on this season. Okay. Uh, I think the show got canceled or something. Really? They did like two episodes and it just hadn't been back on. Okay. Unless I'm just totally missing something, but I've been looking for it. Huh. And it's just gone. It was on Discovery? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was really getting into it. Like, I wanted to hate Grant. Okay. But like I kind of felt like he hustled pretty hard. I don't know how much was fake. Yeah. But uh yeah. Huh. I'll yeah, have to I'll, Google I'll, that because I, I wanted to wait till it got out a little bit so I could sit down and binge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't if it is still on, I have not seen it. My recorder has not picked it up. Like anyway. Yeah. It was worth watching. Yeah. And you know, it's when you you talk about, you know, the different media outlets when you talk discovery and um you know, Instagram or people that have that social media presence like Grant Cardone, you know, you start following somebody and you read a post to me and that was about, you know, Hey, if it looks easy to you now and the persistency. And I think that's kind of where today's topic came from was if you, you can, if you have it out, you yeah. can you read it to me. Yeah. That's what exactly where today's uh, topic came from. It's a, a, uh, you know, a quote, maybe a quote yeah. I saw from some Instagram. He's a business coach. Anyway, here's the quote. He said, I posted my first free training. I posted my first free training video on YouTube back in 2007. Every week since then, for the past 13 years, I've posted some form of content online. That's 676 weeks straight. Today, if what I do looks easy, now you know why. Yeah. That that resonated with me hard because okay. um we have talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. We've experienced it a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, sitting down to three podcasts a week for the first two years that, mm-hmm. and for the first eight months of that was basically for free. Like you're not making any money on that. You're just yeah. hoping people listen. You're hoping you do the work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the same with the land business. And I answer that question a lot too, because people are always like, well, what makes you successful in this business? I mean, mm-hmm. the fact when you just get stubborn about it, you don't quit and you just keep learning and moving no matter what. Yeah. So I, I instantly gave this guy a follow and like, it was because that was so such a powerful statement to me. And we talk about all the time is like, I think that's like the key to all this is just not quitting and not yeah. giving up and being consistent and showing up and doing the work. And when it sucks, who cares? Keep going. Yeah. And that's, I know we've had shows where we've mentioned this or brushed across. I mean, we should, we've had 320 something episodes. So we've brushed across this a lot and we've made probably had a show that was pretty similar, but it, every year we run through this transition of new year, new me. I go through the cycle of I'm getting amped up. I'm going to do this. And now it's week five, week six. And we're going, nobody's answered my deal. I didn't get a deal back or you overlooked a deal or you mispriced it or you did this or you did that. And 
you're like, you know, you heard somewhere that it was going to be this easy and you were just going to get one for 200 deals or one for 300 deals, but you don't look at all the variables in that and you don't take that data in and you sit there and go, well, you know, so-and-so said one for 2,500 and this person said one for 200. I don't know which one's right. So I'm just going to split the difference and call it one for 100 or one for 1,000. But I didn't get one for 1,000 because I only sent 784 things out and now I'm, I'm bust. And you know, it's when you have to be consistent, there is a scale period. There is costs that go into that. There is a, a raw number. And when we say, hey, you know, we got one for whatever that number is right now, it's because it's been over five years. It's been for 100 plus thousand pieces of mail. It's been because we were persistent and learned little tricks along the way to make markets work and make deals work. You know, I I remember early on, one of, the, one of our guys, Jake, when they got started, they made mailers work by landlocked properties come back. They put them under contract for really cheap and sell them to the neighbors like they would do if they were household selling. They used that trick in there and it worked perfect for them. Now, did it make them rich? No, but it saved a mailer and made them a little bit of profit and they could move on to the next deal. Now, some not every deal is going to be that million dollar deal like we talked about last week, changing your life with one deal, but you can change the trajectory just enough to keep you moving and keep this thing going because like you said, Adam, it's persistency. It's consistency and persistent, being persistent to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that a lot too. And you kind of reminded me when you said making markets work is like, people will be like, well, if your training is so in-depth on picking and pricing counties, which we know we have three different videos on that, mm-hmm. right? Why um, won't I get, you know, why won't I be an expert at the, at the beginning, right? I've like I heard that question before. Mm-hmm. It's like, because you're brand new to this and you got a lot of stuff to figure out. Five years later with us, I feel like we can get ninja on it and mm-hmm. like pick, pick counties apart mm-hmm. and go after the best part of it. When you're new, you got to learn all this stuff. And your first one may be a success, but it might not be. Yeah. It's going to take a second one. You got to get better at it. And your third one, you get better at it. fourth one, better fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. And before you know it, like, because you've been persistent, because you didn't quit, because you learned at what you did. Now all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're writing your own check. Yep. It's, and there's, and there's a couple things you, you have to be persistent in your, how do I put this in what you can actually handle. So if you, and this is kind of one of those things that, you're like, well, Justin, you fund a lot of deals. Yeah, and I'm pretty strict on what I do. There's Now there's probably 15 or 20 other guys that fund deals, but I'm pretty set on what I will fund and what I won't fund. But if you're going to mail, like I and I, and it just comes from an example. I had a newer guy that did some um, one-on-one training. He did, he did the course, he did one-on-one training, got everything up, ramped up really fast, did a really good job in generating some leads, and he generated about $90,000 in equity in a month. Perfect, right? Sounds good when I talk about it like that. But a couple of these deals were buy for 25, sell for 40. It's not a deal I'm going to fund. I would probably do that deal on my own, but I'm not going to fund it. And he he didn't do it. He just he stopped. He didn't buy it because it was freaking him out. He didn't have he may not have the $25,000 or he may not have had the money to do it. And so he got himself in a situation where he's like it doesn't work. Dude, you generated $90,000 in equity. All you had to do was pull the trigger. And so when somebody says, "Oh, it doesn't work or I can't get there," I always ask like, Hey, let's look at all the variables here. Did you pass away, pass on a property that you didn't see it out on? Or did you not do it because you were scared? You didn't have a good valuation or there wasn't a comp right by it. Or maybe you offered too much. and You don't want to go back and try to lower the price on it. Yeah. Well, in the persistency, you know, on the added to that is okay. I did a 
these mailers and say, I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. Now screw this niche. It doesn't work. I'm off. Yep. To, I'm off to be a wholesaler. I'm off to be a syndicator. I'm off to be a mobile home investor. Right. Yep. And, and instead of saying, no, I'm not going to get into the, any of this other shit. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to make land work. And so what if I've already spent, sent X amount of mailers, I'm going to do it again. And this time mm-hmm. be better because I know what I didn't like on this one. Yeah. And then just keep going. Yep. I, I with you on that. And that's one of those things is I see a lot of, a lot of people get stuck in one County. They hit one County and it's done extremely well for them. And now they can't go anywhere else because they're scared to try it over or they don't know why it did well there. And so they just, they just keep waiting six months and then remail in that same County again. And then they're like, Oh yeah, I'm really good at buying X County, but they don't do it anywhere else. You know, and that's, that's one of those things for me. I'm like, are you, are you really growing your business? Are you trying to get better? Or are you just saying, I'm, I'm just, this is a hobby. I'm just kind of dabbling and I'm going to, I'm going to send out mail or try to generate leads in this County every now and again. Yeah. That one's always been on to me. If you can, if you know how to mail one County, you can mail another. Yeah. And that's, you, you, you hit the example that I get a lot is like, Hey, will you tell me what state's a good state? Or, Hey, will you tell me what's, uh, what County is a good County or County I should work in? And yeah, I saw where somebody posted a secret County list again. Oh and, my God. I saw that too. And you see that shit and you're like, guys, Shit works pretty much everywhere. Those counties are the secret county list because they're 125 bucks an acre. Yeah. And if you want to go mail them, go mail them for 125 to 150. You will make some money. You're gonna have to sell them yourself. You're gonna have to do the due diligence, and you're gonna have to learn that piece. And it's a lot. Yeah. But you can do it. <laughs> I hate that. The, those people trying to sell a secret county list. Or the, I don't know, man. That is just such a joke to me. Yeah. Anyway. But on the flip side of that, though, you can pick up a 40 acre property for five grand or six grand and turn around and sell it for 15 or 16. Those numbers work for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And if you have five grand in your tool belt and you get a property for that, or you go get a 0% credit card and you can cash advance it for that for 10 grand and buy two of those, you can get your business up and going. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just kind of off a little tangent. Speaking of getting your business up and going, Mm -hmm. how's everything with the, uh, property that you did oh for 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 reagan yeah we gave away it's uh went in an inspection period um so we had multiple offers and we told the guy that he needed to put in a purchase sales agreement because we had a backup offer ready to go he got freaked out the other couple put an offer on another property while they're waiting for him to give us a put the purchase sales agreement he freaked out backed out they backed out because they put an offer elsewhere Called him back. He was freaking out. He didn't realize that he had an inspection period to do all his due diligence. So once we got him cleared up, um, he started his due diligence period. He sent me pictures from the property yesterday. He went out there. It was loving life. He drives a Raptor like I do uh, and races and races motorcycles and teaches like ex-SWAT guy adventure cycles. So he walked the entire perimeter of the property, uh, drove his Raptor out there, just bahawed it some, went on the dirt road, just enjoyed life out there, which was cool. Um, said he was excited. He never felt so alive was super stoked about it. Uh, he had a couple questions and then would be wiring the funds over. So it looks like it's all going to go through, but that property's still generating quite a bit of, um, uh, leads. I'm getting two leads a day off of it right now. Just letting them know it's under contract and any offers will be backup offers on lands or where are you getting your leads? Lands. Yeah. 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 So, and it's just under my regular account. It's not anything special. Um, she did a really good job on the ad, uh, and making the pictures look better. Which uh, definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know the property, I was mine. I let it default. Justin wholesaled it off of me, right? Or I hold us. You wholesaled hold it to, to me. Justin, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I had the photos made by a drone person. Uh-huh. And she didn't do anything to dress them up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Justin's got them. I mean, they spice those photos up. I'm looking at it going, damn. <laughs> that looks good. <laughs> I'm not by that. I know. it's It turned out really well. I've, I've been meaning to, I don't know if I put it on our Casual Fridays page or not. I've been meaning to post it on there. I just haven't yet. Just do like, can you do a side by side? Like a before yeah. and after? Yeah, yeah I can yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I can do sw- swipe. Um, I can do it as a carousel. I'll do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do that this week. Um, but it's a, uh, it's, you know, those are the little things that sell these things. And that's why we say, hey, when you're marketing, spend 175 bucks for a drone pilot. You know, I think it probably took her probably 15 or 20 minutes with a little bit of editing mm-hmm. on her software that's already on your computer. It it made it look a ton better. I don't think I would know how to do that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> there is there actually is a company that you can send the picture to. And you can add, hey, I want a little bit of green. I want a sunset. And it's just a filter. I'll have to go back and find it. I, I can't remember the company's name, but it's super cheap to do it, too. Mm-hmm. So it's a little app. But I mean, again, there's so many apps out there, face tuners and Photoshop and things like that. And it's not to a point that it's misleading. It just made the picture a little bit more. Yeah, that photo before. was that photo was taken in the fall. You know, it's it's winter now. It's yeah. of course going to look different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had just got three weeks of rain in the yeah. desert. Now yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't have no rain. It's been, it's been a while. So, yeah, but it's that's you know again those are the little tricks from being persistent and knowing what's going to cause something to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a there you if you thought that in your quote right on you know if we make it look easy and we make it sound like it I tell people that all the time we oversell how easy this thing is like we. We don't talk about the bullshit that goes along with it, right? You know, like yesterday, have a property's getting ready to close. Guy signs a contract with the realtor that it's warranty deed only. It's not getting abstract and title insurance and everything. It's taking the title company four weeks to get it ready to go. He shows up to the title office and freaks out, makes a scene, starts yelling and throwing stuff because it doesn't have abstract or title insurance. That is going to happen. So they call and say, what do you want to do? Do you want to pay for the abstract for him now? I, I could tell him to go pound sand or say, yeah, another four weeks to get it closed now, get the abstract done, get everything going, but it's going to be at the same end result. So if I was relying on that, I think this property is going to make $13,000 profit. If I was relying on that $13,000 to live, I could see where somebody could get panicky. Or you just say, you know what? It's part of the game. Let's go ahead and do it. He's paying for everything else except for the abstract. So I'm out 750 bucks now. So I'm making twelve two fifty now instead of, you know, 13000 and I got to wait four more weeks to get it. Yeah, yeah. The the urge to tell him to kick sand is so strong, dude. That's what I saw. The broker called me from the the agent we've I've used. I've sold twenty properties with her. I bet. Um, and he called me. She'd already texted me and told me what was going on. And he was trying to do. I said, I said, man, my ego just tells me when. Just tell him to go fuck off, and we'll find a new buyer. You know. And he's like, yeah, that's what mine's telling me too. He goes, I was mad the way he's throwing a scene like that. He goes, he he said a bunch of stuff about the agent that wasn't true because we have it's all in writing. It's all in text messages. So. They were able to disprove it all, but it's still the it's it's the the principle of it. Hey, you agreed to this, you did this. Now you're asking us to do something different. Um, you know, you should you should have done this originally. You should have read your contract because I've gotten caught where uh, an agent didn't put the earnest money into the total sale price. But it was like twenty five thousand. Uh, it was a twenty six thousand dollar offer. They put twenty five thousand dollars, thousand dollars earnest money, and come time they write the contract, it's twenty five grand. Well, guess who lost a thousand dollars in that deal? We signed it. We didn't. We glanced at it, but you know that's on me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we put the point out there. Yeah, and that's again your your piece on. Sometimes we make it look easy. There is shit that comes up every day, whether it's a deal going awry, a 
offers that come in that you just don't know if you can do anything with. You're having to learn and grow, but you have to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. You, you have to keep that willingness to keep inbound leads coming at you, looking at these deals, analyzing them, and then it'll all pay off. Mm-hmm. And in uh, true to form fashion of being persistent now for the 321st time i'm asking you to go to itunes <laughs> to youtube to wherever facebook instagram youtube give us a like a follow subscribe and then go to itunes go to stitcher go to wherever else you're listening to us like rate review and subscribe to the show appreciate it we love you see you next friday see you guys